What's up, guys? Welcome to the E3 2019 in review. Kind of funny, easy allies, crossover, spectacular. <laughs> Throw the X's up, everybody. Let's oh, go. X gonna give it to you. We got Brandon Jones on Tim Gettys, one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Brat, and brat. rounding out the group, man, giving Fran Marabella a run for best hair in the business. Don't say things you can't Brad take Ellis. back. Oh, oh. You're you see that, Fran though? You see that Fran. Brad, do oh they God. know it's not a mistake that you have such good hair? I don't know. It's not an accident. What does that mean? I was a hairstylist for like four years no before shit. I got into games. Yeah, wow. man. Yeah. Well, what could I do better? Good. I need a haircut right now. That's what you need, a haircut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just got like the classic, though, the classic cut, man. Yeah, yeah. Not, I don't see it wrong like, man, that guy needs a haircut. It's out of control. Sure. What do you think, see? Do you, well, like, do you see like just the colors? Go ahead. And the, yeah, I'm just checking out all the gray. Mm-hmm. It's very a lot of gray. Checking out. The they thought it'd be. Gray. I thought it'd be easier running your own business. Yeah. Much harder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like the gray man. Jones got the gray going oh, yeah. too. Coming in. Great team. I saw on the game spot. Like, oh, there it is. We're here at the Easy <laughs> Allies Studio. Do you call it the studio? Do you call it the studio? Studio. Studios. We shoot stuff. Damn. So. Plural. Yep. That's some fun. Oh, it's like Universal Studios. Yeah, but I'm not. She's not part of this. She. I mean, she's physically there. If me and Frank, she's leaning too far in. She's uh -huh. supposed to be back there taking her burrito nap. I don't know why. She's we just had burritos. <laughs> My goal is to set up like the Universal Studios, but the Easy Alley Studios backlot tour. I want to have I a tram that. that goes nice. down the hallway where then I Jaws, that Jaws comes out. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'll, I'll give the tour. Cuddling in the hallway. And here's our one sink. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's Friday right now as we're recording this. Uh, we just came the Friday after E3. We we saw all the conferences. We went down. You guys went to Judges Week before this. Yeah. Then we just did all our appointments. Like you host DA play. That was crazy. We did the Kennedy Game Showcase. We've all played a million different games and appointments and stuff. Then we came here and did your guys' show. Yep. We were on that. You can find that on YouTube.com slash Easy Allies, right? Yeah. Yep. There. That should be fun. But this, I just kind of want to do like a, a wrap-up. Overall, what did we think of this year's E3? Brad, you want to kick us off? Um, I think this was my sixth E3, and I had a lot of fun. It had a weird vibe, though, going mm -hmm. into it because there's less big people on the floor. I remember my first E3 was... The hallway, the Xbox, the 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 PlayStation. It was super epic. Nintendo They're was in there and everything. against each other, yeah. And now we're like, there's so much just like small, random, like little businesses in there. Yeah. Where like I can't even like play a video game or anything. Uh -huh. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> there's just like a big open space where I'm just like kind of sad because there's nothing there. But there's some extremely good video games at this E3. Yeah. What were the the top things that you saw? Final Fantasy VII, Doom Eternal. Right, my yeah. top two, man. Fantastic. Talk about talk about Doom. I don't think that we really on any of our shows got into that one. The reason I have the Switch right is that Doom Eternal was so good. I'm like, I gotta go back Are you and serious? play Doom. I gotta go back oh, and play Doom. Downloading Doom right now for your internet, screwing up your entire live show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, have you any of you played Doom 2016? Probably. Yes. I know you're just playing. I tinkered. I tinkered okay, with it so at launch. Probably dropping frames for dropping Doom frames. <laughs> <laughs> Doom frames, baby. Yeah. Uh, love Doom 2016. <laughs> then they just came back with. Doom Eternal, literally improving upon every single thing in the first game. Yeah. The movement, like Doom is a game all about speed and movement, and this game just takes that idea and just runs crazy with it. You could dash in the air now, you're going even faster, you're swinging around, you're not stop, you're like not stop moving in this game. So what I, what I really liked about the, the stuff they showed at the Bethesda conference is it reminded me of a, a 3D first-person Celeste mm. in a lot of ways. Where, the platforming? Yeah, a lot sure, of platforming, yeah. a lot of like air dashes and like improving just constantly moving and that's insane it if, works if they can it nail feels that. really good like super in control you know first person yeah. sometimes platforming for years is like yeah a little wonky doom 
nails it perfectly. Right? Really loved the grappling hook shotgun. Oh my god! Right, <laughs> shoot across. Use it to shoot across. Grappling yeah. hook shotgun. Attach the demon. Pull yourself over, and then immediately shoot him with the shotgun. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Just yeah. the game gives you so many fun tools to play with, and all of them are super useful. You don't like play Doom and be like, oh, I'm just gonna stick with this one gun the whole time. Right. I like this gun. Doom? No. You're switching around and you're using everything in every situation. Awesome. And then Final Fantasy VII. Uh, yeah. Final Fantasy VII is probably my favorite game of all time, the original. This game is the dream, kind of thing like that. This is like what Final Fantasy VII should look like to me. This is what Final Fantasy VII should be in a modern day. I love the turn-based battle, but I think what they're doing with the battle system in this game is exactly what it needed to be. It felt great. It's still tactical. And just Midgar, it looks it looks perfect. Yeah. Like, I was just blown away. I was blown away. I'm always like, yeah, I'm like worried about this game kind of. You know, it's multi-part. That's like a little worrying. But then I just see it, and I see what they're doing with like the characters and everything. And it's just, it's just nailing it for me. It's getting people, I think, involved in the game. Like Brandon. Brandon's a perfect example of someone who didn't really like Final Fantasy VII. And he's in. Jones is in now. On liking remake or not liking seven? What are we? What I think it was not liking seven. Not liking seven, but then oh, Tim yeah. has sold me on this remake as Ooh. well. The more yeah. he talks about it, I think, and the, the moment it went, it, the moment it went to slow mo. It's like mm -hmm. well, that's yeah. the thing is the battle system. The more I think about it, I was talking to Ben a little bit mm -hmm. earlier about it, and it's just so crazy how they nailed it being an action game. But like at the end of the day, the the combat is not about mashing square. No, it's not Kingdom Hearts or anything like it's that. Not. Yeah. It, it, it's not. It's like you're kind of you go in and you mash square to. Like do your sword strikes, but the reason you're doing that is just to build up ATB. your your ATB gauge, mm -hmm. which then allows you to use your magic and use your mm -hmm. skills, and that's where it's at. It's like all of the slash slash slash. That's not going to take their life down. Okay. That is mm -hmm. totally not where the strategy is. It's like you need to just use that to get your gauge up, and it's pretty quick. It's like mm -hmm. really fast, and then it goes into slow mo, and you can like change choose your um your what your your next move's going to so be. So it's similar to Bleeding Edge, right? Where we had like a basic attack, but really you're doing it to build up your special. Yes. Okay. It's like that, but instead of it being like super fast-paced like sure. platinum game style, it is it, it turns from Kingdom Hearts style like slash 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 into more of like a traditional Final mm -hmm. Fantasy, but it it doesn't have that sense of like it's my turn. It's your turn. Mm -hmm. It's my turn. It's it's definitely like moment to moment you got to go and Playing the demo, a lot of the enemies were really easy. Once you yeah. get to the boss, though, I was like, there's tactics involved with this. Like, yeah. There was a lot more strategy Yeah, you're just not mashing it out on this yeah. guy. I saw a ton of people around us losing. Mm -hmm. Like, they, they, they were dying at the, the boss. And I was like, that's cool. Damn. that uh, it's Because it's not that familiar to play. You right. know, but then immediately it's like you wrap your head around it and get the, the combo. Yeah. I loved it. I didn't think about this, but I was a big fan of Octopath Traveler. Hell yeah, you were. Uh, Come on. And I, yeah. and I just think, I think it's one of those games where, kind of like Days Gone, where it's like, I enjoyed this. The sequel could be oh my god, um, great first step. Yeah, 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 yeah. And one thing that I think Octopath Traveler did really well, and I wonder if this also has has a payoff in Final Fantasy VII from what I've seen, is this idea, like you're saying, of like mash, 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 save, save, save. Mm -hmm. Something happens to the boss. We're like, oh, I'm weak for a second, and then you know, just everyone do the biggest thing you possibly can. Well, that's can. that's the cool thing is that I feel like they made a, a wise call of only having two. Uh, ATB gauges down mm -hmm. there, so it's like you can't stock up a whole bunch. Okay. It's like at any moment you can only have two per character. Yeah. And we the demo we did was Barrett and Cloud, so it was two characters. Yeah. You can switch on the fly between them. So if you do stock up, you have the potential to use four mm -hmm. special moves back to back, and that was really satisfying, really cool. But eventually there's going to be Tifa added or whoever yeah. else, so three and party like, members. In the meantime, you're building up your limit break too the whole time. Yeah. So you got that to worry about. And there's also the demo we saw, they showed off a different like attack or like a mode you could put them in. Yeah. I think Cloud's like punish mode or something like that where he had like 
He was doing more damage, but he was attacking slower. And he could also auto-attack if he got hit. But if he got hit by a ranged attack, he would get knocked out of it. Hmm. There's just a lot of strategy. I was surprised how much strategy there was for a game that seems like on the surface, like a very just action, you're slashing. That's it what looks, you think. It looks like that until you actually yeah. play it, where you just like sit there. Because I was playing it, and I was like, oh, I could probably just hotkey everything and just get through this really quick and not have to actually pause it. Then when I started playing, I was like, oh. Let me stop and think for a second. Yeah. Like, oh, this is really great. I think they did a really good job of like it looks more like Kingdom Hearts yes. gameplay. But what it actually is is it's on the surface. It's that the moment you go a little deeper, it feels like kind of a best of Final Fantasy 13 and 15. Of course, together. With the meter you build and up, the stagger meter yeah. and all that stuff, and it's just like it. I feel like all those games had to die so that this one could yeah. live. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like those games. Like I love aspects of them, but I feel like this one's gonna bring it all together and mm -hmm. add the look and world and style of Seven. And that's going to be yeah. spectacular. Were you a big fan of Advent Children and Dirge oh. of Cerebus and like the whole uh, compilation Dirge of Cerebus is like not a great game. It's not, but I had fun playing it. Mm -hmm. I like Crisis Core. Uh, Advent Children Crisis is insane, Core. but I love it. Even jo like I know Jones loves that movie. I really enjoy Advent Children. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I like watched it with Amanda, and I told I was like, okay, here's what's going on. And I gave her like a really quick 15 minute recap. Just, yeah, like, oh, what? Um, because I got obsessed when I did the Final Fantasy retro the game trailers. I was like, mm -hmm. okay. I wasn't attracted to this purely just because of style, and it was mm -hmm. so different from Six that I kind of was like, maybe I'll try Chrono Trigger yeah. or something else, like some of the RPGs that I missed that are more in line with what Six did. But then, like, when I kind of forced myself to absorb all of it, it's like that soundtrack is killer. Mm. Sephiroth as a character, I think, is really fascinating. Yeah. Uh, the world is really cool. Obviously, it's just got you know coolness you know everywhere. Yeah. It's just a very stylized, um, with with a lot of intent. And even though I disliked it because it was so different from Six. It is very different from six. Oh, like, yeah. I, I could imagine people because I didn't play one through five. I think I like knew of one and probably saw it played, but was not a big fan of it on the NES. Yeah, it's weird. Six is so different too. So like, I could, from the yeah. other ones. So I could see yeah. people who had lived and breathed that, especially in Japan. You know, for for one through one, two, three, four, five, six, that were like, whoa, yeah, this is a whole different yeah. thing, and I kind of like it. Obviously, I loved Advent Children when it came out, just because it was like, oh my god, this, yeah. is, this, this is the real Final Fantasy movie. Yeah. And tangent, but, spirits with, with but uh, I got I saw Spirits within the hobby. <laughs> did you, you saw it? I did. I went, the to, a theater. I went to a theater. Lucky. No, I was, in, I was <laughs> out in the Midwest when this mm -hmm. happened. I got X-Men vibes from Advent Children. Because at the end, when it's like Bahamut pops up, and they're like, all right, we got to take him out. Oh, and you yeah. see Vincent in the background. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was mm -hmm. like, this is what I want. That boss like, fight in the middle Why can't of the I get so this great. animated X-Men movie yeah. where it's not always just like 1v1, 1v1, 1v1. Like, no, I want a group fight. Like, I want, you know. You know, Galactus or like eight sentinels to pop up, and in the distance, I want to see Wolverines. <laughs> well, my, big, my big problem like, with the, the Final Fantasy VII compilation stuff, like reflecting now, is I feel like they really made Cloud this just like emo, hot topic kind of like oh, boring husk of a character. And I loved seeing this game not do that. This game, yeah. this oh, is the, yeah. the jerk Cloud that really cares about himself and no one else. And um, they're doing a really good job with the dialogue with him and Barrett of mm -hmm. like building characters, expanding on who they were in Seven, mm -hmm. as opposed to what they became. Well, yeah, when actually. they don't like each other right now. Yeah, in the game. which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great. Do you think they'll finish it? Do you think they're gonna eventually get all of Final Fantasy Seven out? This is something Tim mm -hmm. was talking about on the podcast. Uh, all the parts? Yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, we got three thirteen games, so yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Like anything's possible after that. No one, that even, no one even asked for that. Do you remember that. when thirteen two yeah, was, was announced? Like, why? It felt like an April Fool's joke. Yeah. It was just like, no, you, you're not yeah. doing that. Yeah. What? Yeah, I mean, I think it'll come out though, but could be a 
a long time. It'll, it will be a long time, right? Yeah. If it took Across generations. I, think, I think they're just waiting for those sales, and then I think when those numbers start rolling in, they're like, oh, okay. that's going to like green light There's the, no the way. rest of the project in a way that it might not have been given that much approval yeah. beforehand. Mm -hmm. There's no way this doesn't become the number one highest song of all time. So how long is this first one going to be? They said as long, like, there's a, as much content in this game as, like, a normal Final That's Fantasy 15. game. So I, probably 45 yeah. to 60 hours for it. So, yeah. I mean, it's two Blu-ray discs, so yeah. it's going to be massive. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. It's interesting because, like, we've had so many amazing remakes. Even, like, reboots like Tomb Raider, like, which sure. there's been so many awesome opportunities this gen. I always kind of, when the gen is over, want to look back at just, like, Hitman and, like, all these franchises that came mm -hmm. back the, that were really fascinating put to new me. life back into Yeah, even some, like, Monster, uh, uh, Monster, Monster Hunter. World, yeah. I always call it Monster World. Like, wait, wait. But uh, that, I've never really been interested in that franchise. What was one? Uh, um, I Tales, Tales of Arise. Like, oh, you know, like, yeah, that looks this great. This looks really good. In you your know? argument here, and in your retrospective, you're building. Would you include God of War? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because all of these mm. things, there's not a blueprint, you know. Sure. So like they they chose to keep as much as they wanted and change as much as they wanted, kind of like this. Like you still get some people are like livid that it's not turn based. Oh, right? Absolutely. So it's like yeah. you're, gonna, you're naturally going to have that, and there's no you know like right way to do this. Mm -hmm. And it's just interesting to see something like Resident Evil Two, man. I, like right. I'm playing that, just like I don't believe I don't believe it. Like yeah. I did not. I had my expectations were way below this. I'm like, such a broken record. What they would change, how good it looks, the fact that it's like RE7 and RE1 remake, mm -hmm. and but more, you know, even all of this more than that together. And, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's like the third and 15 had to die for this to live. It's like, it's yeah. the same thing where it's just like, this game feels like the RE2 of uh, Final Fantasy 7 where it's sure, like, yeah. I, I think that they're trying to make a modern game and not remake 7. It's not just like doing it again. It's like trying to take what made that one special yeah. and expanding on it and they're, they're not going to have a fun so, so my hype for it at the show is not, even, not only just 7, which again, didn't play but I'm familiar with, you know, so many aspects of it. But just what this means for the whole concept of, of remaking something mm -hmm. of this size. And oh, yeah. I, I see them kind of blazing a trail here for, you know. It could be cool. Other Final Fantasy games. <laughs> well, what was uh, your <laughs> favorite thing for me, 3? Um, other than 7, I mean, obviously Cyberpunk was just was just insane. Mm -hmm. it, it was interesting because, I don't know if it was a fatigue or whatever, but whenever, like, you know, an ally would come by and be like, oh, hey, it's you know, nice to meet you. Like, what are you a big fan of? Like, I would just draw a blank. I'd be like, man, I don't know. A, a lot of times, because... <laughs> Like, like Ben, I didn't play Doom Eternal, but, like, you know, the two of you are so excited for Doom Eternal. Like, it's it's been really fun, like, seeing these other big projects. Because, like, to be honest, all I can think about right now is Dragon Quest Builders 2 and Ultimate Alliance. Because they're so close. Yeah, you know, that's like, yeah, the thing, that's right? great. And so, like, we, I can talk about Breath of the Wild 2. I can talk about Cyberpunk. But, like, the moment, like, you know, the, the, the dopamine kicks in and I kind of start to get hyped, it's like, no, no. Like, yeah. It really just caps because it's like, what are you even doing? It's like Elder Scrolls Six. It's like, okay. You we know, played like, Ultimate but... Alliance, right? We enjoyed Ultimate Alliance. Tim's like, it's not really doing anything crazy. I'm like, I know, but I'm I want that right now. Yeah. Like it's you know, it's yeah, just there's nothing wrong with it's that. It's just junk food of beating things up in crates and seeing Miles run around with Wolverine. Like that's good enough for me right now. That's all yeah. I want to get to. Mm. So. So the easy answer is Final Fantasy VII Remake Cyberpunk. Like those, those two were the two games. I, I mean, they like, were undeniably the games wow. of the show. Yeah, you know, I mean, everybody. Because it's weird. Like Doom Eternal, I'm not surprised. You sure. know, like yeah, yeah. Could, from from playing what I have of 2016, which is very recent actually, it was like 10 bucks on uh, Black Monday in December, and I'm like, let's okay, it's time. Mm -hmm. And uh, so impressed, so different. You know, again, old the new, everything wonderful. And so when Eternal came out, it's like, I bet this is going to be great. Yeah. Even Animal Crossing. I didn't know what they were going to do, but I'm like, I know I'm going to play it, and I know they're probably going to pull it off. This way, they've just been done such a good job with all of their individual franchises. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to bigger, better, 
you know, across the board. Um, but Seven Remake and Cyberpunk, I was like, how can they improve upon the stuff that we'd already seen? Like, I was a little bit skeptical just because there were so many different ways it could go. Sure. And it was neat coming out of both of those demos. Like, You'd be like, wow, yeah. video yeah. games are yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, so especially Cyberpunk. I can't, I can't believe that I said two almost hour-long demos of that game and both of them just yeah. blew you were so great. Yeah. Totally so different, different and so, yeah. like, and it's fun uh, talking to Ian because they brought up, like, the skill tree and Ian just, like, leans over to me and he's just like, blade's hacking. And I just, like, lean back to him and I'm just like, you know, like, uh, oh, and, like, he's going to go street kid and I'm like, corporate. All the I'm going corporate, corporate baby. Yeah. What are you doing? Street yeah. kid. Yeah. 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 yeah? See, I feel like everyone's going to go street kid. Dude. I'm looking at corporate, I'm like, I'm going to role play the fuck out of that and I'm going to have fun. <laughs> this game, I really, it's going to be, it, I mean, uh, every great RPG has those moments, but I really am excited to jump ahead to, you know, whatever, when we've all beaten it and having this thing and sitting there and having that. Wait, what did you do? Where did yeah. you invest your mm-hmm. And how, who did you build? And what did you do in this situation? You didn't even see that situation. It was, it's similar to how we were talking about Dying Light 2 briefly on yeah. your content, right? Where we, I haven't even talked about that on this show, but like where they talked about like there's pivotal choices in that that drastically change it, right? And so the demo we saw was basically like, do you want to switch these water pumps on? Yes or no? Somebody's lying to you. You don't know who. Yeah. When they switched on the water pumps there, they drained the city, and then it was a city full of new quests and things to go do, blah, blah. And they're like, all right, any questions? They're like, well, yeah, like if I went the other way and didn't drain the city, is do I not get that world? He's like, no, you don't get that world. Like you would, you yeah. would never have seen all this stuff that everyone spent all this yeah. time with. Like, that's wow, that's crazy. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. In uh, in Cyberpunk, what are the three different classes that you can choose? Street kid. No. Well, these are backstories. Yeah, yeah, that's your backstory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What was it? There are no classes. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no classes. classes. No, there's it's there's like no class it's cool. System. They're all the attributes. It'll, it, it'll They're come like up with a name for what you, your point allocation. It'll like it'll like average it and mm-hmm. be like you're of this, kind of this based on the points that you accumulate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you don't. It doesn't go the other way around. Where but you then what, it in what the were the three uh, backstory things? Because there was Street Kid, Nomad, I think. Nomad. That's what it was. And then corporate. which is the main character we're seeing? The protagonist we've seen in both of those trailers is a Nomad. Because I think yeah. the when they had a, a, a two one or two characters, there's like an image of what that would look like. He yeah. was he was the Nomad character. Mm. Mm. But yeah, I think it's even more interesting beyond the backstories when you start investing the points, right? Because mm. it's like you, when you play like Fallout and you put it into luck or whatever, you're like, I don't know, what is What's this that really? Perception <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And then when it was just cool, you're like, well, what does that mean? And when they actually jumped in and it was like cool, leads to assassinations and sniper rifles, right? And then it was like a, a body was had shotguns. I was like, oh my gosh, I see what you're doing and how this is going to spiral out to what mm-hmm. I actually want. The yeah. breadcrumb trail of going to the perks and things you want. Even just that demo, we all had different favorite moments yeah. mm-hmm. like my moment that I thought was so funny and I thought was just a great job because like you know when like they're doing presentations and they try to like put a joke in there and you're like okay, you know like just do the demo please uh, but like that, that what, like slow pan and they're like oh I don't know why he's doing that like you've said this 15 times well <laughs> one gameplay uh, bit that was like a, I laughed out loud when I saw it in the demo is he switched over to the uh, female character who had strength yeah and he was like so now we don't have to hack this area and she bah. just goes to the door <laughs> like, I, I was like oh my god I'm gonna build a stealthy Superman <laughs> yeah, character like, right that's... and it's that to me like that's a good MMO when you're like oh I'm gonna be like any MMO like I'm gonna be a ranger if it's stealth and bow and arrows and knives yeah, and yeah. like that's me but you get in a party and you see someone else and you're like oh that's a cool armor you know you're constantly yep. like yep. the grass is always greener I'm still satisfied with my experience but oh that's so cool like that you know that ability that's what that you I've have or about something in the conversations about cyberpunk is I really do feel it'll be the first RPG in a long time that I have legitimately role played at 
Mm-hmm. I feel like in previous RPGs, I'm making characters. I'm usually making Taylor Swift, or I'm usually making Kal-El. <laughs> yeah. And both of them are just good people, going to do the right things. And I feel like Cyberpunk already is such a gray area. Yeah. You're already starting from such a street punk, street gutter kid thing that it's like yeah. already putting you in a place yeah. where... That's even why I want to be the corporate guy, even dude. Even if I, I try know, to make I the know. right decisions, the right decisions, I, I'm going to have to screw over somebody somewhere yeah. and do all these different things. Did you guys play The Witcher 3? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. There's, like, kind of that in The Witcher 3. You can see, like, where it's being built up, especially from, like, 2, which is, like, 1 to 2 are, like, huge leaps, and 3 is the hugest leap, and just how crazy Cyberpunk looks and how many stuff you can do. It's like they're just going from, like, 3 to 10 and like, how much you can yeah. do in Cyberpunk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that skill tree, and I was like, Good God. Yeah. Holy shit. I just can't believe how the world seems to be so living and breathing. And it's like, so many that, that to me is next-gen gaming. I didn't believe them when they said that last year. I was like, no, this is not current gen. I'm like, I don't believe you. Because they're like, no loading, no nothing. Yeah. I'm like, no, I don't believe you. Yeah. Then they're like, oh, yeah, April or something. I was like, what? But one of my favorite parts in this demo was they, they walked into this like concert venue. And then there was like a DJ performing. And like there was a ton of NPCs like mm-hmm. kind of dancing around and stuff. And the way that your character moved through the crowd and that people would move, I believed it. Yeah. And I'm like, they all look like different mm-hmm. people. They're not just reskins over and over. And it's like, oh, man. And then you can leave. And I'm like, I believe that that concert's still happening. Yeah. Like, that's crazy, you know? I love yeah. the, uh, when you walk in, right, and they're giving the speech and you see it translating words above people's heads, right? Because you don't speak <laughs> the language, but you have the mod. And they were like, you know, you could not have that mod. You yeah. can walk in here and not understand any of this. Like... I even thought, I thought that was cool where it wasn't just like the subtitles at the bottom of the screen, but it was like kind of attached to the characters. So you would walk into a room and know where everyone is and what they're they're talking to each other. But like if you hear it muffled out, you would hear it in a room or like distant. But being able to read and see a translator, I'm like, God, dude, it's just so stylish. Mm -hmm. And like every single decision made feels like it is to enhance the game and to enhance the experience of the user. And it it feels like every gameplay, um, like control option that you have is based on the augments that you have yeah. in character in the yeah. world it's like man and I, I often feel too like this grand because i just i adore open world games and it uh feels like always this like huge gap between the world and you like loved horizon but you definitely get the sense like no one is like aloy no everyone ah, when she walks yeah, into the room, yeah, like yeah, you're yeah, definitely yeah. like an outcast a weirdo and even something like GTA, where like you kind of blend in, like my character model looks a lot better than these other characters, and like mm. they're just kind of wandering around. Every GTA game I've ever played, I'll like go to some random park in the middle of the night, and there's like ten people. I'm like, what? You wouldn't be here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, it just it's it's the world is set up almost perfectly for me. But when I look out, I don't get a sense that these other people live right. here. Um, and even if it's just like five seconds where I'm kind of pulled out of that world like I remember those moments and Mm -hmm. like that's where I get a sense of okay here's how we could improve this like in next gen and like both of those demos I've seen for cyberpunk it's like you're a person that's Mm -hmm. it just you are no more important than anybody else in this world Um, if anything, like you're con- like that concert, and when uh-huh. you're like getting into the the, the butcher, you know, like yeah. meeting that guy, or yeah. you're like going to people's offices, there's a sense of like I do not belong here. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I am not. All eyes are on me right now, and it's always like a little bit tense. And I think that's been an interesting theme of these kind of games in this E3, where when you jump over to Watch Dogs, one of the things I didn't talk about, but it was most interesting was this idea of, you know, you can recruit this team of 20, uh, there's three different classes, everybody gets three perks, but there's way more perks, but you have to figure out what you mix and match. And they were talking about, I was like, oh, so I can have a whole team of enforcers, but they all have different perks. And they were like, yes, and that's exactly what we're trying to do here. Like, they said, this game, 
there is no savior for this game. There is no one person that can do everything and make sure it works. Yeah. It has to be a team effort. It's all it's a world, right, that's building into itself. So you need multiple people with different skills, different talents to come in and do this. Yeah. Yeah. And it I got GTA five vibes from Watch Dogs Legion Legion. Like when they cut to Helen in that demo yeah. and she's just leaning on like the river and looking out. Yeah. And, like, me of, like, oh look so when you GTA. would switch to Michael. Yeah. And you'd right. see him in a park somewhere. And so it's like Love that when you see even like Sleeping Dogs with Melee, like you'd have a, an open world game that would come around and just nail one thing, yeah. And you'd see another developer like, gotcha, Start, yeah, picking anything off those. Ideas. Uh, case in point, Spider Man, like I, I can't, I would imagine the team working on Avengers is like noted, <laughs> you know, like taking some little yeah. bits about how they handle those characters, how they change stuff up. Based on uh, Tim's impressions of it, I have to imagine they, they're playing Spider Man, like, oh my god, oh, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> why are we so off track? Oh man, yeah, it's interesting bringing up Cyberpunk and Watch Dogs together because, yeah. like, it's cool. We've never really seen that in games before, where it is like you're just you're not like a, yeah. a main character, like they're legion, a, a, right? Mm -hmm. It's in the title. You are a legion very, of people working cool. on this one thing. And with with Cyberpunk, like, it's crazy to me where. We've now seen two hour-long demos that were totally different, and I don't know that the final game's going to be like this the entire time, but I'm willing to bet it is, because so far, every single time I'm like, I don't know if it's like, oh no, yeah, it is with this game. <laughs> yeah. But like, it, everything you do feels weirdly inconsequential. Like, everything that they're doing doesn't feel like it's part of this giant narrative that's like uh -huh. building towards a story, right. but it all seems interesting. And it's like it seems like this game's going to just have... So many side quests that aren't side quests, it's just quests everywhere. Yeah, yep. yeah there are, like, is there going to be a side quest? It, or it finally got there like, at the yeah. end. The end of this latest demo finally got into like, oh, okay, this seems like a big deal. Okay, yeah, now, well, the, now my character. The Keanu stuff. Getting, well, I not Keanu, like Keanu but the, the, you know, going into the, the systems. The cyberspace. And, oh, and then there, yeah, yeah, There's yeah. more beyond the frontiers of this digital world. And like, here we go. Okay. Yeah, here we That's go. That's a potential, you know, uh, main NPC we're dealing with or villain or yeah. whatever. But yeah. Uh, it's fun. That's 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 like what I always look for in trailers and demos and everything where it's like a clear understanding enough for me to know where this project is at mm. and then those couple little teases. Mm -hmm. Oh man, you're killing me with that extra stuff. Like yeah. um, again, like with Avengers, like that Hank Pym moment mm -hmm. they thought was that. Yeah. You know, they were like, like This is gonna floor them. And yeah, you're like, No, well, not so much. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. Greg, was there any other games that you played that we haven't talked about yet? Tons. I mean we yeah. you know, we played so much. I think the one thing I haven't brought up is Catherine Full Body Edition. Mm. Interesting over there and screw with that. Uh, uh, I liked Catherine a lot back in the day on PlayStation Three and I think one of the most exciting things is that they're trying to in a good way, dumb this game down as much as possible. Because <laughs> what happened with me is I was playing Catherine and I was having a great time. Is everybody familiar with Catherine? Yeah. Yeah. gameplay of it. If you're not, you're yeah. moving blocks trying to get out of, you know, these dream sequences Cuber to get looking. back to your horrible life where you've cheated <laughs> on your girlfriend and she's pregnant and now this new girl won't leave you alone. Now they're adding a third girl to the mix in this movie. Or a uh, game. Anyways, I played it for, you know, the entire week we had it, then went away for a week to some show, came back and got, went back to it and couldn't remember the basics of moving the blocks and it was one of those like I'm gonna have to restart this whole game and I'm like I don't have time to restart this game yeah. so I never did I was excited to get another shot at it period but then on top of this they've added in two different or there's easy mode and then or easy difficulty I should say and then the other one is called safety and what both of these do is that if you get stumped by a puzzle you can turn on autoplay and it'll oh, go huh. and do it and like granted it, it would block you out of a trophy if it was like do this, this many moves yeah. and that thing. but it is that thing of like 
just do it for me. And then once <laughs> yeah. you see them do it, you You're can like, say, actually, oh. you know what? I, I want to do it. And yeah. go back and do it yourself. That's that some real Nintendo shit, man. Totally. Yeah, love just let the gameplay itself. Yeah. But I do like it because it, that would have saved me so much time. And it would have also shown me, like, oh, right, that's how you do this. This is how you change Well, that's it. how you learn the different, like, skills that you're going to take right. to the next level. And right? that was our whole thing. Like, it would, Catherine will teach you the tornado method and all these different things of how to move the blocks appropriately to get you to this one spot. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I, you know, it looks better, obviously. I wrote down a bunch of notes. The, you know, the new in-engine cutscenes because they're telling you now a backstory to Vincent and Catherine, his girlfriend Catherine, uh, telling a backstory of how they fell in love and what their relationship used to be like to give them more context for why any of this matters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They showed one of those. It seems super cool. Uh, there's 13 endings now, 500 puzzles. Uh, they're adding in online multiplayer. There's 50% more story. Like It seems like oh, a really wow. well done 50%. version of a game I don't think that was criminally underplayed at the time. Mm -hmm. Let alone the fact that you know yeah. everybody loves Atlas and Persona. Because everyone's like, out. just make Persona. Yeah, exactly, out. exactly. Yeah. What is this weird? Yeah. What is this weird relationship puzzle game? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm excited to have that to see that have another shot at it. You yeah. Know? yeah. Uh, the one other game that I played that uh, we didn't talk about yesterday was Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Oh, yes. how was that? I, I'm curious to get your because Huber and I had a a a, a, a Rollican uh, uh, demo and what did you hear? Were you listening in when we talked about that game? No, that was hands down the loopiest impressions we've done at E3. Oh, you're playing with Huber, so yeah, yeah. we were. Just, it was hilarious. I recut it last night. Actually, uh, you can check it out YouTube.com/slash/EasyAlex because we just rolled in one clip of B-roll and then I actually like downloaded the clip from Twitch, put B-roll when we were talking about something exactly the shot. That oh we were yeah. About. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, we're just we're running together. We get back, oh, yeah, and I just, yeah, like, yeah. I throw the hard drive at the guys and run onto the stage to talk about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, lots of crazy ups and downs. It was one of those things where it was tough to communicate, like, what we did in the demo versus how I think I'm going to play the game when it comes yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The demo was very, uh, we did a four-player um, mm -hmm. situation. It was co-op. There's four different um, characters. You, like, went by your names, and, like, the guy leading the demo would, like, I was Vasily, the sniper. So right. he was like, Vasily, go ahead, whatever. And I'm going through. The game seems... Needlessly complicated. <laughs> like, well, it's. Did you do a lot in the demo? We did, we did a lot. We that was what we talked about. It's like we were like you were screaming during the impressions. He's like, I just wanted to take a break. Like, just, <laughs> it was like we just kept yeah. going and going and going. And the guy, the main leader, would be like, Oh, well, I didn't think we'd finish that right away. Well, and then he would just move to the next move area the next and say, Teleport to my position on the map. And we get there, and then he would just immediately rush in. And I'm like, oh, What are we doing? Yeah, it was yeah. really weird. Like there was a lot of different gameplay styles they were trying to show off, and like it maybe it was just like a, a bad demo of how they showed it because like. I didn't get the the grasp of any of it, and I felt like the controls were weird. Where you'd have to hold L one to kind of cycle that through. That was a little cumbersome. cumbersome. Just like, a it's just weird. Yeah. It, there's like a, a wheel that has your weapons and your items on the same wheel. Okay. But then you need to hold L, hold L one, and then no, it's just oh, one it's giant just one one oh. wheel. And then you start going, because it's just your inventory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you use the right stick to kind of like go wherever you want. Then you have to hit R one to like select it as your um, the thing that you're trying to do, mm -hmm. then you have to get out of that, and then you have to hold R1 to go through the animation of doing whatever weapon or um, syringe or, or band-aid or whatever that you're, you're That's needlessly using. complicated. And, and it's like, it's, it's trying to be realistic. It's trying to be like, oh, it's, it's, it's slow, it's, and it's just like, you know, whatever. It's like, to equip the rocket launcher, it's not just hit Y and it's like gun change. Mm -hmm. You know, it is... an audio listener Tim just enacted what and, 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 then like, and it takes forever and then if you accidentally let go of R1 he just stops then it stops then you got the other gun equipped the rocket launcher's gone I'm like oh, I have to do it again to pull it out uh. and like that that stuff was really really weird um, there was one mission that was a lot of fun though 
where we went out and it was the four of us and there was like this high-tech tank yeah. that was like deploying drones uh, everywhere and we all had rocket launchers equipped and we needed to get in like four different corners and surround this tank and like three two one go shoot shoot and like started rocket launching the hell out of it and it felt so good to see this thing explode and all of us like kind of be around but it felt very contrived in the way where i'm like i don't think that that moment would ever happen <laughs> in real life yeah, yeah. like I don't think that any group of friends are going to be that coordinated casually to to be able to make that moment feel that cool. See, that was my problem with the original, well, not the original, with Wildlands, mm -hmm. where we went to that E3 demo and we all were on comms and we were being mm -hmm. led by Red Leader, whoever it was, and we were a sync and it was great. And I was like, this is really cool. And then when we got it at the office and did the party mode, it was... All right, everybody. Oh, Nick just shot a goat. Oh, they heard it. Now this is how. Oh, God. All right, God. And then Kevin's like, what's going on? And like, it's like, oh, I played Wildman well, single player 100%, the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. I think I, like, you know, played, you know, just to check it out. I think I did one stream with Huber. And, sure, yeah. And uh, I might have jumped on to try to, like, a DLC or something with someone else. But what this reminded me, what, what it reminded me of a lot was the... Um, I expected a bit more of a, a jump from Wildlands. I feel like this is a sidestep, if not even a little bit worse than what we really? played of Wildlands, where you know we had uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, and then it went to Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and it's like it seems like everybody's like, oh my god, Odyssey is a huge step up from from Origins. I wish that was true. A lot of people argue yeah. the opposite. They're monsters. But uh, thinking back to like the older Assassin's Creed games, right? Yeah. Where it's like at some point it's like, oh, Legion's coming out. It's like which one was that one? Yeah, Unity. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's like this feels like the Assassin's Creed Unity of. Ghost Recon, I, where it's like, I'd, I'd want the, the Odyssey. You want to jump, and, yeah, uh, yeah. and it's just like, it was just weird. John Bernthal's cool, but like... Was his dog there? <laughs> no, nah, we didn't see his dog. Did not see Was anybody else confused at Ubisoft? Why this dog? Final was boss. Cute dog, adorable dog, but it wasn't just like, hey guys, couldn't find a dog sitter. I feel like we saw a dog in one of the trailers for it. But I think it's like an emotional support yeah. animal who, for him, who, Really? Who I dropped so. that? Who dropped that? I don't. I forgot who said that to us. Somebody was in. I think it might have been Ian. And I yeah. think Ian said he was. He worked on some commercial shoot or something for Walking Dead when the first hmm. season happens. And he showed up at the event and he had two dogs. And Ian was like, he had two dogs at the time. He's oh, like, no. I, don't, I don't know the lore oh, behind maybe geez. what happened to Man. that other dog. But uh, yeah, the I think lore. it's like his spirit animal. <laughs> yeah. you know, oh, wow, okay. And you could tell also from like, you know. As people, I, I don't, I don't know how uh, uh, my dog's a little, it's also smaller, but a little bit taller, a little bit more of a capable of getting in trouble than Portia is. Sure. But uh, um, no way could I bring Sophie out on a crowd like screaming like that. Like so, when you see a dog that's like, I'm good. He yeah, can yeah. do whatever, and I will be right at his huh. leg. That's not just like, yeah. oh my pet. That's see, like clearly I, the, my, that dog. That's that awesome. Dog's job. I wish I would have known. I, when he came out of Ubisoft, I was like, oh, the dog's in the game. And then we watched the footage. And I was right. like, There's no dog in this game. What yeah, is yeah. Yeah, I, I was. Bam, bam. It was definitely a weird demo, and I I didn't leave impressed um, from from that one. And, and honestly, like, I feel like the way the demo was done, I was like, this is bizarre. And hmm. It feels like m many people here don't want to be here right now. It yeah, it was weird. Um, <laughs> That's the uh, worst. Dude. I yeah. Wildlands was funny for me because we got it, and it was like just a crazy month. And I remember Blood being like, "You can review this." I'm like, "No, there's no way." And I'm like, "I'm probably not even gonna finish this game." And then I like I played a little bit more, and was like, "Maybe." I Maybe I could review it. I don't know. And then I'm like, hey, I might stream it. Never streamed it, but then played the entire thing because mm. I just I kept like wanting a little bit more and a little bit more. And I loved the systems of how you like took this drug cartel down. Yeah. Like, that was really satisfying. Like I don't know if you played Far Cry Five uh, at no, all, but like when it. you would finish one of those like three areas, like you just didn't feel the satisfaction. Like it would it would conclude in an arc that you're like, well, that character's just dumb. Like I'm just not. I was never intimidated by mm -hmm. them, and like that final boss fight with them was like whatever. 
and Wildlands had about a dozen of them. And so it was the same kind of like impact, but there were so many of them that they were different enough that it really felt good. Like I am, you know, you could get a sense that the other people that were still alive were pissed. Yeah. They're like, what is this guy doing? What is this team? These ghosts are just wrecking us. Yeah. And so I liked it when I first saw the trailer and they set up like really focusing on the villain. It's like, I bet it's pretty fun to like hear him over the radio be like, I'm gonna get you. You're like, ha ha yeah, ha, yeah, like yeah. I took out your commander. Yeah. So none of that was in there. Like none mm. of that vibe just wasn't in it. And like so many tools, even like the campsite so thing. I was like, oh neat. And I'm like looking through the menus and he's like, okay, let's go. And I'm like, all right. You know, oh, like cool. I'd love to just have time. And so it's it's tough. Again, back to this theme of like, what do you show? What do you bring? Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you how do you isolate it? And like uh, you know, on one hand it was kind of frustrating to just like you know, like try to wrangle this host and like fo you know follow him around everywhere. Yeah. But at the same time, if you are that person representing this game from the company, like, wouldn't you want to show as much as you can? And well, think about it too, because it's four people who've never played the game before. What if there is? They might the not one, know each other. It is the one person who doesn't want to look through their menus, right? And right. then you have a Fran Mirabella who wants to do it for forty minutes and not play the game. <laughs> you, know I mean? like, you need to give them this yeah. thing, and hopefully the game yeah. plays enough to get them hooked. Yeah, it's hard, and I, I feel like at the end of the day, the thing I liked least about it was like how realistic it was trying to be, because I feel like that's not fun for this type of game where sure. it's just like like it's so cool to come up on a camp and be like yeah. how are we gonna get into this what are we gonna i see those guys over there there's mortars over there we gotta take down like let's go yeah. but like it reminds me a lot of like just cause and like mm -hmm. like playing just cause like just cause is awesome it's like it's fun it's crazy it's the same idea but like it does it throws realism out the window because it's more fun to yeah, jump it knows what it is. yeah and i feel like this like has elements where i'm like the rocket launcher stuff it's like that is cool as hell but it's like it shouldn't feel this like but it's real. Mm -hmm. You know, you know when uh, division, Greg, when you oh, yeah, when you clear you're room, about to say, I know. when a, when a room ends in division, and you're like, we smoked that yeah, crew, yeah. like they didn't stand a chance. Like that's Ghost Recon for me. Mm. You know, it's like when you finish one of those missions, like yeah, like that, and it took a little more setup than yeah. than, the, than we had than the time we had in that demo. Yeah, and whether you do that by yourself and you just literally pop the drone, target every single person, get through an entire base without anyone seeing you there. Yeah. Oh, it's like that took an hour and fifteen minutes, but that was great, and uh, yeah, just not doesn't demo that way. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily come across. Initial reports are putting Bam Bam as just one of uh, John's three rescue pitbulls. Oh, so, okay, yeah. cool. Mm. Before we move on to hear more about the lore of Bam Bam, huh? I want to let you know. Oh, goodness, he's got props. This episode of the Kind of Funny Games Cast is brought to you by Moving Sunglasses. You shouldn't have to choose between overpriced designer sunglasses and cheap shades that won't last you this summer that's why i wear moving sunglasses and so does greg miller i do that's right i vacations. didn't know we were doing this yeah and i would have brought mine you would have yeah <laughs> well i feel pretty cool right now in my sunglasses uh the los angeles based accessories brand has hundreds of premium affordable sunglass styles to choose from so whether you're into more timeless shapes like these or classic round sunnies or something that makes a statement like a fun 90s skinny frame they've got them all we're in los angeles right now oh, yeah. with my movement glasses well, how serendipitous. Uh, with that, the free shipping and returns policy, you can try on as many styles as you want right from home. They make it super easy. Gia loves these things. She has like 10 pairs now. Every every style, every color. Um, she's always wearing them. Uh, you get to pick a style design that you personally like, and then you just get to order it. If you don't like it, you can send it back. No problem at all. Movement sunglasses start at $60, and no pair prices over $95. So you're guaranteed to find a style you love with quality 
it doesn't break the bank. They've sold over 2.5 million products across more than 160 countries, and their collections are always expanding. You can get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com kinda. See why movement keeps growing. Check out their expanding collection. Go to mvmt.com kinda. Do you have this part, Greg? You're going to like the movement. I guarantee it. Join the move. Dang it. Well, I was close. You, know? yeah. you, were, you were close. I was, in, I was in the ballpark. Movement yes. was in it, which mm-hmm. is helpful. I'm going to have a movement. Nope. That's nope. They don't want nope. that for sure. And also, shout out to Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free, while other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade. Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike view easy to understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone you can also view stock collections such as 100 most popular with Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio discover new stocks track your favorite companies and get custom notifications for price moves so you'll never miss the right moment to invest Robinhood's giving listeners of the kind of funny games cast a free stock like apple ford or sprint to help you build your portfolio sign up at greggy.robinhood Dot com. That's Greggy. Dot Robinhood. Dot com. Thank I'd like you, to read two paragraphs from BoardPanda.com, right? It's mm-hmm. going to seem like I'm just telling you facts that aren't interesting. Mm-hmm. Don't want to get to an interesting side note, right? It may not shock you to find out that his love for animals is genetic. John Bernthal's father is the chairman of the board of the Humane Society of the United States, who he has partnered with on a PSA against animal cruelty. In addition to his HSUS, the 40-year-old actor has become one of the many faces of the Majority Project, a non-profit animal farm foundation. The goal of this campaign is to shine a light on the breed with positive images from owners. While Bernthal likes to focus on the peaceful side of these animals, he himself has gotten physical over them. In an interview, the actor admitted that in 2009, he knocked a guy out cold once to defend his dog, Boss. The guy was drunk and had followed the pair after being warned not to touch the pit bull. Uh, The encounter ended with uh, Bernthal in handcuffs. And while he's not proud of the fight, it's clear nobody should try to mess with this man's dog. (laughs) (laughs) Real life Sean Wick, man. That's Don't mess with Bernthal. Yeah, don't mess with Bernthal. You see that guy and you want to, like, pick a fight with him? Let me touch your dog. No, dude. Shane, let me touch your dog. (laughs) (laughs) Do people get weird with dogs? Like, do we, like... I'm, a, you know, I live in the, uh, you know, Southern California on like sure. the west side of LA, and like there's so many people that don't leash their dogs. Oh yeah. And then the dog's like, "What's going on?" And I'm like, "Hey, Sophie's not cool on the leash. She's yeah, very yeah, protective. Totally. She's not cool. Oh, she's gonna be fine. I'm telling you, she's not. Yeah. I'm her owner. You don't know her. Maybe listen to me before you force this in her. Okay, you're gonna... all right. And then Sophie's like, "Get the hell away from me." Yeah, the oh. the exact same way. Where the, oh. I, I'll, I'll be walking and people's dogs are coming at me, and I'll move or I'll pick them up, and they'll be like, "Oh, my dog's nice." And they go, "Mine is not." Yeah, mine is yeah. an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you've seen, you know, Porty and his element. Like this yeah. is this is an angel. Yeah, you know, of, course, of, yeah. Of, a, of a being. But it just in some situations, yeah, not yeah, comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta know. Yeah. Gotta know no, the no, pooches. This, uh, you know, Gotta know the pooches. Gotta know the pooches. Not every what dog can John What were your favorite dogs at E3? Uh, that the one in Ghostwire. That uh, one breaks Tokyo. your heart though. The Shiba Inu. Oh, oh, Shiba Inu. Just, yeah, sitting just out by right? himself yeah, with yeah, a leash. Like, oh my God. A dog with a leash. Because I'm I'm so morbid, man. Like I think of the most creepy, dark, scary stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um because it's fun. And, like, I'll be walking Sophie, and I'll, I'll walk her at night, like, right before I go to bed, and I'll always have that thought. Like, hey, what if I get hit by a car? Or what if I get mugged or something mm-hmm. happens? Like, I'm in my neighborhood, and it's, it's pretty chill. But I just, I have this idea of just, like, Amanda hearing barking, and, like, there's Sophie with Alicia. Yeah, Alicia, and just, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something happened, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. so that that hit me right in the feels. That'll get you, I saw yeah. that, like, oh. 
I love that one. Uh, it's a wiener dog video, but it, it applies to everybody. That woman who fakes like having a heart attack or whatever, where she's walking her dog on the track and collapses. And, but she's filming and collapses, and the dog just keeps on going. <laughs> just <laughs> totally oblivious to this. So like, funny. totally fine. See you later. I imagine that's what Porty would do as well. Yeah. I imagine Jenna opening the door, and Porty's like, eating your face. Yeah, she's exactly. Like, oh, hi. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say watch dogs. This is your favorite dog of you three. Yeah, no, I don't yeah, do I that. that. I'm also, I'm trying to find... So many people are doing the fishing thing. thing. I'm like, oh, there's no dogs in Watch Dogs. That was like the headline. I'm like, this is where we're at for E3. This is where we're at. Get it out. Get it out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Tie yourself out. Did anyone play Borderlands 3? No. At, at, um, no. No, but we went to an event recently. Blood's Blood like on it. Did. Blood's played it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, play. that's the thing. I, I played it, too. Oh, I, think I played he, it at the, the reveal event or whatever. I think this morning he said it was the same demo. So he was okay, like, okay, okay. That was my thing. Is I saw it at Xbox, and I thought it was the same demo. And then last night when we were trying to figure out games award stuff, I was like, oh, is it different? Is it not? And I was Googling around. It sounded like there was a, maybe a new demo at mm. the Gearbox like area. Yeah. No? Okay, good. And they blew it out, man. They yeah. had a yeah. huge yeah. presence. Yeah. Yeah. So good, yeah. good for them. Yeah. I was trying to find the name of this game, and I still can't find it. So someone in the comments, I'm sure, will be able to help. In the indie section of E3, where okay. I played Killer Queen Black, sure. there was this game with an amazing art style, like cartoon, looked hand-drawn, and it was about dogs. And you're like, oh, little, you're, I was you're like the tagline. The tagline is, you are the good boy. And what? like, it's adorable looking dogs, and the, the, I was just watching someone play, but it looked kind of like if the battle system of South Park Fractured But Whole and uh, like tower defense game kind of had a baby and you're just like there's a bunch of dogs that were like on this like wall and like uh, enemies were coming towards the wall and you need to like use south park style gameplay to stop them from getting there without being overwhelmed and it just it looked awesome but your dogs and there's i don't know if, well the title was you are the good boy that so sounds I, really I, awesome yeah i want to be the good boy in that. yeah right <laughs> that and I, I wish yeah. i wrote the name down but because it looked really good but some some of them they will. You look at the comments below. I'm not finding it with an easy... Uh, yeah, I, I thought I found well, that, it, but I didn't. That's what's so funny about the showcase in the PC gaming show, was we'd finish, and literally, they would just end, and we'd be like, okay, all right, that's a lot of games. Okay, first game is this. Which one? Which what one was that, that game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's Spark a problem, click. too. But that's uh, why we decided to, to have it be a YouTube video, where we're like, we know... If you just remember that there was a game, you can just always go back yeah. and pause and like see the information your, there. Your Twitter feed was on it. Yep, you know, oh, and that, too. On all these that links too. And everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's always, always hard. So I guess speaking of that, actually, press conferences. Hmm. What do we think overall? What, the best ones? Or yeah. how were they overall? I think Nintendo was my favorite, yeah. personally. Um, that Breath of the Wild reveal at the end, just like... Yeah. That's that's like what we always want from a press conference. Mm-hmm. It's a just genuine like that. surprise. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty good. Showed a lot of gameplay. I... I really get annoyed when we see games and we don't know, we don't learn anything about it. We, like I liked what you guys did because you did talk about what the game was, mm-hmm. which is great. And I feel like Nintendo showed that a lot. I know like they didn't give us like enough Animal Crossing Jones and stuff like that. They did do the Treehouse, but I wish there was more in it. But sure, I thought I thought but it there was, like, was more, and, yeah. and and I still got what I wanted, which yeah. was premise but, like, something new, Bethesda, better, like. like I always get mad at Bethesda because yeah. they always do the like the they always do the pat on the back moments about themselves for like ten minutes about how rad they are, and it's just like, stop it, yeah. stop it, Todd. It's okay, <laughs> or yeah. just get it all out of your system. But the then they show me like Doom, and I'm like, hell yeah, this <laughs> yeah. Rules. We're getting a lot of shit for uh, being as positive as we are about Bethesda's conference. I mean, 
It's fine. And I, I think that, like, the thing that we stand by I really is... Wish you, I was a, yeah. I, you deservedly so. You yeah. saw it. <laughs> but I liked the, the addition of two new IPs with yeah. Deathloop and with oh, yeah. um, the, the like Tokyo. Yeah, Ghost yeah that's great. Ghost like, Fire. those things I love. Like, there's some good stuff in there, but there's just stuff that they do so that a lot I, just, I just it don't like. It reminds me of hitting every red light. You know, and like you're so close to home, and you just hit every red. That's light. a really yeah, good one. Come on, and you can yeah. see all the greens, green, 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 and then you hit one red, and then they all turn dun, red dun, down dun, the road. Um, which is just like speed bumps. You know, it's just like, hi, I'm the person from this dev game. Applause. We're we have this idea that we want to do for this game. More applause. Yeah. And then we thanks to our community, and we're okay. More and it's just like just pick like, one okay. thing to applaud, Let's, and then mm -hmm. show the damn Let's game. Go. Like stop it. I'm happy. Better than last year, though. You here for this one? Mm -hmm. So Square's conference, mm -hmm. uh, I thought had really, really, really high highs. Sure. And had a lot of really bizarre Strange choices moments. in, in sure, the middle. Yeah. Dragon Quest Builders trailer literally clocked in at over five minutes. Dude, I love that trailer though because it talks so much about the game. It like showed what like, this game was. Wasn't that announcer like, it's Dragon Quest Builders? Yeah. And that's <laughs> what it should be. Like, it should be some guy going crazy about Dragon Quest Builders, man. You for a minute though. You not gotta be careful minutes. how you talk about builders nah, in this nah, studio. I get, it, I get it. I get it. But that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like, like you're Hoffalutin saying Francisco. <laughs> when, yeah. we, when we ended the conversation and we were talking about it, I'm hyped out of my mind about Final yeah. Fantasy. A little let down by Avengers, but we saw it, so at least there was like a lot to talk about. And it was me, Andy, and Greg that watched it, and like I was obviously way higher on it than they were because of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. But because there was so much JRPG stuff in the in the middle, so many ports, so many remasters, so many like mm -hmm. things that like it was overwhelming. Where it's like I didn't understand most of them, but then it's like Final Fantasy VIII's finally being yeah. remastered. That's insane, mm -hmm. and like that matters to me. It doesn't matter to them. So yeah, I feel of like course. I was higher in the conference as a as a whole, whereas they're kind of like, yeah, yeah, I really didn't like the middle. I mean, yeah. What'd you think about the middle? Because I feel like you. I'm trying to remember what they announced. Like they announced the Mana Collection, I think, which is really cool. Mana Collection. Just like games like that are coming over. Like obviously eight. It's like it's finally happening. Yeah. And so, it didn't look just like an upres. So here's how Square went: okay. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Life is Strange, Crystal Chronicles, Octopath, Last Rem Remnant Remastered, uh, Dragon Quest Builders Two, Bold Luminary. Oh no, this is Dragon Quest uh, uh, Eleven. Uh, then the Square Enix co Collective stuff. Battalion 1944 or whatever is what I wrote. That was oh, weird. right. That was weird. That was weird. Yeah. That was Square weird. Enix music, Kingdom Hearts, whatever. Final Fantasy, this is just my notes, sorry. Yeah, Final yeah. Fantasy 14, Shadowbringers, Dying Light 2, Romancing Solo 2 and Saga, Scarlet Saga, uh, Final Fantasy Brave Exodus and The War of the Visions, Outriders, uh, People Can Fly, uh, Oni and Naki. Oni and Naki, And yeah. then Final Fantasy 8 and then Avengers. Outriders had a weird showing. It was, it was weird, weird but I got a new IP, though, at least. like I think that's exciting that... Yeah. Announcements are really the thing cool. I liked about it is it was like a bookend kind of started out real hype mm -hmm. real hype then you ended with something what everyone was hyped to see it didn't go the way everyone wanted yeah. but I think that was like a wise decision to like have the two big ones at the end I love the middle I like just like the smaller games and a lot of them were just like it's out now it's coming out real soon just little stuff like that but it is hard to like be really into it if you're not into the games yeah like you're just like eh I don't really care about the game it's like yeah it's like I totally understand that it's it's weird because it's like how many fucking Final Fantasy yeah. are you gonna about? But this talk is about? a JRPG company right here, yeah. so we're all hyped about it. Right. And it gets it gets weird though because Square, I feel more than any of the other developers, publishers, definitely people that do the press conferences, don't have the or they have an identity problem of the Western side versus the Japanese side, oh, yeah. where it's like for years, anytime they'd be talking about Tomb Raider or yes. Deus Ex or whatever, everyone would be like, "Where's Kingdom Hearts? Yeah. Where's Final Fantasy?" Square's like sometimes clueless in that, like. I think they've gotten better over time, but they've definitely had missteps where they're just like, 
here's something you, you don't you don't really care about right yeah. now. It's like, okay, I, I guess. Like, Deus Ex is really cool, and I like Tomb Raider, but it's like, it's not like your main core audience. But see, that's the weird thing about this conference is it is one half of it. Yeah, <laughs> and then, then there's the other yeah. side. It's like, but you can't please everyone because yeah. there's such difference groups that's why i think you just got to be who you got to be mm-hmm. and i that was the thing at the end of it it wasn't even so much i felt well, i it, it isn't it isn't right we always try to separate yeah the, hey what are we fans of and what are we trying to critically uh, you know analyze i thought it was just like these things that we went through they were long and confusing outside of not being necessarily a fan or having mm-hmm. nostalgia for them and that's what andy and i think we're talking about in terms of like a droopy midsection mm-hmm. right like i you I, square is just the jrpg company and they are like you know leaning in on that I, totally be yourself do these things i just think again like dragon quest i think there's a better way to present that sure like, the confusing message on some of the remasters there's a better way to present that mm-hmm. absolutely sure. uh japanese marketing in general especially when it comes to like dlc or projects that you're already familiar with seems to almost be catered like straight to people that love it yeah you know and that that's yeah it. that's something where i've always yes yeah, totally um kind of criticized or, or this again it might just be you know, difference of yeah. culture. You know, sure. it's just kind of me, like, with the big Inception, blah, like the type yeah, yeah, of trailers yeah. of marketing we're used to in the States. Yeah. So uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, DLC. Yeah. Remind. Remind, right? yeah. What did that do for you? Because honestly, it turned me off a lot. So it seemed like just different perspectives of the story. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that's, like, cool, I guess. But I kind of, like, I hope there's more to it than that. Yeah. But it was the same trailer we saw the night before, pretty At much. I was like, oh, why'd they do that? See, I skipped out. I, I didn't watch the Final Fantasy VII or Kingdom Hearts trailers that okay. came out. Because I was like, I'm Come just going to watch them in the thing. And like the Kingdom Hearts thing happened, and I'm like, how is there still no sound effects in this trailer? <laughs> I don't we know don't have voices. why they do that. It's, just, it's so I don't know bizarre. if that's like a Nomura call or something, but like it's the so The song weird. is... It's more important than everything. How many times are going to have this song? But they didn't even have the song in this one. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really weird. I'm not that excited to, to go back to it if, if that's what they're, they're showing sure. for it. Yeah. Like, it was happening fast and like, we were kind of talking and stuff. But like, I didn't even re- really realize what was new until just, later. You were playing as a bunch of different characters. There was some new cutscenes. Yeah, so. well, the cutscenes I, I recognized. But like the yeah. gameplay, I was like, yeah, we did that. And then I was like, oh, you're playing as the different characters. I'm like, I don't know why I need to do that, though. Sure, yeah. Yeah. That's for like to me. This is for like the diehard crowd. Mm-hmm. This DLC like fans like playing as Roxas and stuff like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's like I'm a big fan of Kingdom Hearts. Like that's exciting to me. Mm-hmm. But I totally get why people on the outside are just like, who cares? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like people like I think people just want to see like new Disney World. That's mm-hmm. what would get people hyped. Or of something course, like that. sure. Like Star Wars or something like that. That would get people to pop off. But yeah. It's like, it's not even like about most people. I can. I'm a fan of Kingdom Hearts. I'm not a hardcore fan yeah. of Kingdom Hearts. I would even take something that is the Kingdom Hearts crazy organization 13 story stuff. Yeah. But like give me that. Don't give me like a weird side part of this, you know? Yeah, hopefully so we there's saw this. We know hopefully this there's more to it. Yeah. I yeah. don't need a reminder yeah. <laughs> on the game that I totally. just played. Um How you doing, Greg? Feeling good? Yeah. Just listen every time about <laughs> the Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, yeah. Kingdom Hearts baby. They got the I just I think there wasn't a you know what was a, felt like a miss was gears not not yeah. what they brought at the totally show we were great. on stage with Mary uh, at GameSpot and that was her game of the show and so yeah, it's yeah. like I know that there I like Escape we played Escape it, it yeah yeah fun. and um, uh, uh, Blood Chick did that too and he dug it and the gameplay we saw was really neat but that um, weird trailer and I imagine that that's a, that's a mode that probably scales really well difficulty wise like yeah. I bet if you crank Escape up to the the, the top like yeah, sure. that's got to be oh, pretty yeah. hard pounding like oh at least seeing the green smoke and just having like enemies pop up out of nowhere. Um, but just sold itself really weird. That uh, Bury a Friend trailer was strange. Dude, so weird. Like, uh, and the weed smoke going into the stage to say tune in later for yeah, you know, dad. So like, weird. dad like, Styles just be like, 
AJ Styles. Like, yeah. What? Like, it just was. It just was weird. And the yeah, you talk about speed the bumps, lowest, like, right? Like, why do we waste time? Doing yeah. That the lowest down. I got in Square was just this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Gears kind of dipped below that a little bit of like what's going. Like, this on? should like, be for me. And like it goes back to we were talking on the um, Easy Ally show about like the production value of press conferences and the moment that you have these big stages and like people coming out and things happening, you're raising a standard for how you're going to present stuff. And when the camera spun and went into the stage and there was the smoke and stuff, it's like, this is fucking cool. Who's under there? What's about to happen? What's like, the are, are they are they revealing, not Keanu Reeves, but like that type of moment yeah, where yeah. it's like, who's in gears that we don't know about? Or it didn't need to be a person, but like, what is happening here that's going to be cool? And it was just, it went to a TV. Oh, and there was that goofy Terminator tease at the end. It's like, Which what the one? hell? Like, it's just like, what the hell is this? It's just yeah. like, it's eyes. It's like, what? What? <laughs> Very bizarre. Very bizarre. Any other favorites from the press conferences? No, I just, I just thought it, it like, to me, it, it almost evolved kind of perfectly throughout the weekend, and it just kept getting, like, better and better and better. Mm-hmm. You'd start, you know, super low with the A-play, really annoying host, very few amount of games. Yeah. And then you finish up with Nintendo, like, just really packed in tightly. <laughs> I thought it was really great. You know, if you guys had to rank out. the conferences, what do you think that you would do? Uh, like, a letter grade? I can... No, like, just that one, like... I mean, like, Nintendo was festival. my favorite. Yeah. Then I think Square after that, Me then... Too. I like the I like your guys's a lot. I like the PC one. Then yeah, it was PC like, gaming show. Then it was like really really fun things like Bethesda near the bottom. Yeah. I like Microsoft more than Bethesda though. Yeah. But yeah, it's like Microsoft just kind of bummed me out. Gears. Like I've beat I've played all the Gears. And I'm like, okay, hey, you got really got to sell me on Gears Five right yeah. here. Like it doesn't the same problem. I'm not like super that. interested in. Like this is your chance to show me the like what's really rad about Gears Five. And they just did, like, a goofy CG trailer. Yeah. I was like, dude, what? Yeah, I think it goes Nintendo, Square, and then a pretty big drop. Bethesda, Microsoft, Ubisoft. Yeah, I would, I would switch Microsoft Ubisoft. to Microsoft. I forgot yeah. Ubisoft. That was Ubisoft a bad one. Was a bad one. Watch Dogs looked great. Presented very well. Everything else was like, oh, no. Yeah, just yeah. Uh, wow! I completely forgot about it, dude. <laughs> God, but I've never. I mean, th- th- that's why I'm. I'm always just gonna. I'm gonna just DM you all the time with random ass showcase questions. Yeah. It's so fascinating right. to me to have this idea of when you have that thing packaged, when you do a rehearsal and you walk out, it's like, are people gonna like that? I, you mm-hmm. know, like I imagine that's got to be near impossible to know. Oh yeah. Like this is gonna land really well, or this is gonna hit. Keanu feels can... like a, like like a solid like. A shoe-in, you know, oh, like, man. how are people not going to love this? But well, like, that could have been well, bad. it's a random, for me, I, I actually get a little standoffish with celebrities and games. Absolutely. Where, like, when I play, like, when I played, like, the Telltale Game of Thrones, and just, like, a door opens, I'm like, hello, like, ah, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you have these weird, like, <laughs> it's you, but not, and especially if it's, like, celebrity here, NPC there, and it's like, make up your mind, like, do you want all yeah. one or the other? Um, and uh, so I could, you know, potentially see people kind of turned off. We're like, wait, I don't need celebrities in this game. I already love it. Totally. But if uh, he didn't come out and kill it, I mean, <laughs> on the stage in person, being yeah. showing true excitement. And then yeah. uh, one of the interviews that's gone up recently that I saw today floating around was like, man, he's legitimately in love with this project. And yeah. he's treating yeah. it with respect. And he knows yeah. what this means. And he knows what games are. And he knows how cool this game could be. Yeah. Like, that means, that goes so much yeah. further than, like, and I'm not even trying to throw shade, but, like, when we did Final Fantasy Uncovered, right? And, like, Lena Headey was there, and like it was very much like looking at the thing of like the bullet points, which is fine at bullet points, the, but then also being very clear the like crystals are have always been very important <laughs> to Final Fantasy, yeah, 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 yeah. and I remember being like, "Who wrote this?" That yeah. is, like, 
I get that crystals are somehow sometimes in Final Fantasy, but would you ever associate crystals in Final Fantasy? I mean, to me, but I wouldn't like present that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's like, I'm it's like, like crystals okay, are a level mainstream not, actress. Yeah, 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 the universal meaning. Yeah, it's like, like obviously there is a tie, of course. But Crystal not. Chronicles, the 13th trilogy, sure, I get yeah, it, but no, like something that you would bring. Overall, up. it's not. Well, you know what? Uh, not to name drop because I know uh, he's a good friend of yours, guys. But uh, uh, I thought Tim did a great job during Xbox. Like oh, he Tim, comes yeah, out, yeah. he comes oh, out. Yeah. And it's tough because you want to make the jokes. God, what was the the difference between NPCs and RPGs at Stadia? And we're all like, oh, you know, it's like, hello, fellow gamers. Like, just it's I yeah, I, yeah. I respect that you wanted to try, but it's such a difficult thing to do. Yeah. Um, and. I love him coming out being like, hey, if you needed this to make, you know, Halo crap, because that's what everyone's thinking. It's like, he's, he's addressing the elephant in the yep. room, which is, oh no, what are they going to make now? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, you know, even if you liked Broken Age or not, even if you, you know, uh, were a Psychonauts fan or not, because um, my, my deepest love for Double Fine goes way back, you know, and so... Uh, it, it's neat to just kind of make a joke that okay, yeah. like, and let Tim be Tim, and yeah. like show that they're gonna still be. And quick, so great. Yeah. I think well, he that, was on stage for sixty seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the funniest thing is we we talked about this a little on your show, but we we didn't get to this point. The funniest thing about Tim Schaefer is he started our showcase. Yeah, and like what we, is indie? We did the yeah. jokey thing of <laughs> yeah. like the you know the pretentious uh, opening. We filmed um, that what. Wednesday or no Tuesday or Monday something like that yeah before. Like right before it and it, it starts with what is yeah. Andy and it's Tim Schafer talking we didn't know about the Microsoft thing and then when he comes out on stage we're just like well I guess you're not Andy yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious that that happened that way but yeah. fun little thing I just think yeah there's no I don't think there's a sure thing I don't think there's any way you can set up a conference like that and know 100% which is why directs are interesting yeah. you know where they um because is, is it good? Like directs, the, the last one to do it, but sometimes directs will like actually have a menu. You'll be like, oh, coming up, coming up mm -hmm. next, yeah. the next thing, and so that works sometimes. Sometimes it kind of kills the the um, anticipation. anticipation of stuff coming sure. up later. And but again, it sets expectations, right? Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing when you talk about what we did with the showcase. It was the idea of messaging it early on that we are doing an indie showcase because most. Triple A and Double A have somewhere to go or have yeah. their own plan. Yeah. Where it was like, this is what it needed to be, and we needed everyone to understand from the get that we weren't going to have a telltale Walking Dead announcement. That we weren't going to have something exclusive from Judgment this time around. And we would have loved to have that stuff, you know. And it's I would like, have dropped it, all these indies like a bad habit. <laughs> it's, like, it's kind of putting them in with it. It, it raises the value of, oh, totally, of everything, totally. right? Like, I, I think that's really cool, and I, I hope that we continue to do the, the showcase and like. Be able to have moments that are genuine surprises, but at the same time, still have everybody understand, you know, what yeah. we're, we're trying to do with it. Mm -hmm. all, so. Well, the faster you guys do the showcase, the less time people have to complain about it while exactly. it's happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because there's some, they're just like, mm, I think they spent it. Oh, new game. What's that? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the thing you were talking about, the, the jokes, like Tim Schafer on stage. It's like, that's something that we take really seriously where, you know, we do all the, um, interstitial. like, interstitial stuff to kind of segue between the montages of trailers. And, like, it's a big focus for us where, like, we cannot be on camera for more than 15 seconds. Mm -hmm. And everything we're saying, if we're making jokes, that's fine. If they're inside jokes to our audience, that's fine. If they're jokes, whatever. Everything we're saying has to have a point for why what we're introducing. It's like, right. the joke needs to be, oh, we're introducing puzzle games. It needs to be about puzzle games so people mm -hmm. understand. The joke's about um, games that are coming out today. We need to, like, set that up. And it's like, everything needs to have a purpose that's not just, we're trying to make you laugh. Because yeah. like the moment you try to do that, you're not going to make people laugh. The my number one rule with press conferences is that every time it happens, I like it's just fury and I scream at the screen. It's just like, all right, how's everybody doing? It's like never crowd ask reactions? a question to a crowd that can't answer the yeah. question. Yeah. Like, what are you, Wes? 
Yeah, just it's like stop. that's not a great. And again, answer. that's like that. I just feel that's Bethesda. How many Fallout fans we got out there? Yeah. Just like, just show the video. <laughs> now, having said that, Please. though, I, I want to say because like we did the the indie showcase, but Greg also hosted EA Play. Yeah, and it, it's difficult. But that's a fan event. That's like a totally different. It is know. a fan event, but there's still people at home watching it. And right. when Greg comes out and he's like, "What's up, everybody? Hey, you're like, who's a Star Wars fan?" And you're ah, like, people yeah. at time. At home, it can come across weird because it's like, why is Greg screaming so much like, more than normal? It's like, there, is a, there is a group of people, an audience of potentially hundreds of people in front of him that he's engaging with, and that might not be coming across on the live stream. Right. But it's like, that energy is necessary. Like, that is the best way to do this. And, like, that's hard to, to get across when you're not seeing the audience, when the audience isn't mic'd correctly. Like, that's the absolute sure. worst thing. Our first anniversary show that we did, people, like, got mad at the audience because they're like, yeah. you didn't cheer loud enough. And, and it's, it's like, like, they were mic'd. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, and that's why every time we do live <laughs> for, shows, we always mic the audience. For Dice yeah. Awards, for EA Play, for any of these things that I do with a live audience, it's that's always the commentary. Oh, man, the crowd's dead. And it's like, no, you're yeah. there, and they're awesome. Yeah. It's just that that's not how, there's such a difference between the production side that people are trying to put out and then the hosting side of what you're trying to get because it is that if the energy in the room sucks the content on stage will suck because it will get in the yep. head of whoever's up there yeah. and so you need to have that balance and try to find it but then it is that why is Greg screaming and it's like well I'm trying to get them hyped so that this continues to be hyped because yep. when you're into the EA play hour two and a half and nobody's uh, everybody's sitting on their hands and nobody cares like that gets reflected in the content you're everything getting. and just the vibe just feels that way and every moment start, when you're on stage starts to feel like an eternity yeah we're just like oh, it's like that awkward conversation whereas if we're all having fun it's then it's different the best thing i've ever learned from you is hosting panels greg comes out oh, yeah, yeah. giving the secrets i've told him a million times no, that's fine but every single panel greg hosts he'll come out and be like, like, who here has been to, to a panel before? And people start raising their hands. And he yells at them all. It's just like, no, you've been to bad panels. I want to hear you make noise. Who here has been to a panel? And, like, ah. and it's like, that sets the tenor for what the show's going to be. Yeah. And I feel like that really does like help and amp up the crowd. But I can understand if you're watching that from home, you see that you're like, this guy's a douche nozzle. You know what I mean? Lots of times it happens behind the scenes, which is nice. Yes. Like, a panel's different. I have to do it in the moment, so it's yeah. on stream. But for EA Play, they let me go up early, and it was the same thing. Oh, yeah? And that's why, that's like, great. there's a great Twitch clip that somebody broke out where I'm, I forget exactly what it is, but I basically, I'm like, Oh, I got the little kid. I like that. And it's because in the live section before, he was one of the kids I called out. Because I was like, yeah, I go crazy. And the kid's just like, and I'm like, you have to go crazy. You know what I mean? You know, like, without yeah. the context, there was something like, I like this little boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> so man. That's pretty good. That's pretty oh, good. that's so fun. But I think one of the important things, Greg, and I mean this sincerely, you are kind of a douche nozzle. In that, <laughs> in that you do have this air of like, and that's that's what I think is interesting about you, Greg, is you're kind of like, there's just so many qualities to you. Like, you do have this sense of professionalism. You do have this energy. Oh, sure. You do have the knowledge, but you are a goof. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and so it's kind of everything all at once. Like, this kind of disarming of, like, like you know, if you're not into, you know, what I'm in, if you don't believe that I'm excited for it, let's just totally. all still be excited because we're here and it's fun. And I get that because and I, and I, you know, understand for as long as I've been a fan, let alone a host or whatever, I you've seen it. You We've all seen a host who mm -hmm. is clearly faking it yeah. and doesn't yeah, know what they're talking about and doesn't really care yeah. and like that's the thing where with me I just grow in you like a fungus you, a lot what of people I, hate me when they see me but then over time they're like he's not faking it one of, my favorite, one of my favorite Greg Miller host moments was the premiere of Batman Telltale sure. at Comic Con and you come out and you're in the blue suit 
and you they were running it on PC and it didn't work. And you're like, this is why they needed to. And I was like, oh, you think about that, and it's like, wow, this is like here's this guy in this. Fa I mean, you imagine the 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 horror, you know, just the the you start sweating when you're like, damn it, we have all these fans at Comic Con, yeah. and like all these Batman nerds are in this room and it's not working. And then you're like. I'm gonna take this even further by questioning your planning for this event in the first place. But it's like that's kind of what I want people to lean into. Like that's that's what you should do in that right. moment is show that it's like levity, dude. they're it's, all human. Yes. Hey, I'm with, I'm in the same position you are. I'm pissed this isn't working. Yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. see this. Yeah. And at but the end of the day, it's making content though. Comes back around to positivity where we're all we're, we we because you start to feel this uncertainty, this uncomfortableness. And like where's this coming from? It's coming from the fact that you want it to go well, and so do I. Yeah. But it's not. What are we gonna do? Let's just move on. Yeah, Let's yeah, have fun. Yeah. And and, like make it cool. Yeah, yeah you right. freeze up. That's the worst thing you can do. Yeah, right? yep. that's why people keep hiring me. It's because again, like, all the lights can I go off. Freeze. Everything can happen. <laughs> I can interview a rock for two hours by candlelight, and it could be entertaining. <laughs> like, I can. You need me to fill time if something goes yeah. wrong. But oh, an EA Play story I've never told is they had me uh, when I was out there doing all stuff. They had me eventually. They're like, oh, we have one more thing for you to do, and it was a piece of paper they handed me, and it was just an audio read. That in case it all went to hell, oh. like it went down, they could if it hit this button and it would just be me and like the EA Play logo being like, "We're having some." Sorry, the stream's gone down. We're having technical difficulties. We'll be back as soon as possible. And they had me do two, like just two reads. Like, all right, perfect. I'm like, can I get one for myself? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, hey, everybody. The I was and I was like, hey, you know what? The the stream's gone down. Panic! <laughs> oh my God! What are we gonna do? They're like, That's we probably brilliant. won't. We hope we won't. Hope we won't have to use any of these. But I'm like, just send me that wave one day. Just so I like that for myself. That's great. That's awesome. All right. Any closing thoughts on E3 2019, gentlemen? Um. Yeah. It's it's interesting because there's always I I feel E3 much more than other because we get this like lead in. I remember the first E3 we ever went to game trailers is we showed up and I was like trying to get trailers you know for the site. And I'm just like, well, we missed this one trailer. Where's that other trailer? They're like, oh, that was at the Microsoft press conference yesterday. I'm like, the what? And they're like, the, just, you, you missed, you're a day late. <laughs> you know, like they yeah. started E3 a couple days ago. And I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. and this is like 2002. And so yeah, I was like, yeah. got it. So the next year we were like ready, like a couple yeah, days yeah, beforehand. Yeah. So we didn't have invites to any of these things. You know, we're like a brand new company. And so there really is like this kind of three phase process of like, we get all the hype going. That's its own total thing. So I have this whole idea of what Final Fantasy VII Remake yeah. is. And then I sit down with you and I talk about your impressions. And okay, that changes. And then the whole thing's done. And now your head's just swimming from all of this stuff. And then all of a sudden this kind of cream rises to the top. And you realize, like, wow, you know, like, Cyberpunk really was special. Yeah. And like, wow, yeah. They, they, yeah. like, wow, you, Doom Eternal really did have a good showing. And like, wow, I was a lot more surprised about Dying Light 2 than I expected to be. Yeah. I just kind of went in and be like, I'll probably play this. I played Dead Island. And, you know, if I play Dead Island, I'll play Dying Light 2. <laughs> if I finish Dead <laughs> Island, yeah. like, Tech Lane could do anything. And, like, I'll, I'll probably consume it. And so... It was interesting having these press conferences kind of feel underwhelming, missing Sony so much, especially that, that press booth, man. I oh. Last year, I, if I had 20 minutes, I'd, go, I'd go play Spider-Man. Yeah, I would just, yeah, yeah. like, like Intahar would come out and be like, again? And I'm like, yeah, ah, yeah, I think yeah. I can't get up. <laughs> like, I would do, like, and because it was it a was short amount of time with it before you'd like probably have to hand the controller yeah, to somebody yeah. else. So I would do, there was one time I went back and I just swung. I didn't do any yeah. mission. I literally just for 15 minutes straight just kept going and going and really getting, and actually Brian sat down with me and really getting like, how do I gain speed while I'm going? Yeah, oh, yeah. And like picking that up um, and so that was missing and, and, and you know that kind of sucked but at the same time like uh, Biomutant which we didn't talk about is a project I'm curious about and like did not show well like the mm -hmm. demo was not good does not feel well the gunplay is not great and like I, I'm, I'm hoping that they turn things around with that game 
I think it was it. Of everything that I saw or played, that was the only thing that I kind of came out a little bit disappointed. I mean, Avengers, obviously, like people yeah, want yeah, more, yeah. but um, uh, so it's like disappointed that we didn't get some of the press conferences that we want. EA Play in my mind and Microsoft are kind of frustrating because you got to travel so much, like sure. to go check it out and like leave the show and like I want everything to be so 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 packed in there. But, I get mad like, when I have to go from West Hall to South Hall. Yeah, so. you know, like, <laughs> I, I got to go to Devolver across <laughs> the street. <laughs> <laughs> but. I think uh, um, you know we, we can talk about that first half, but of the stuff that I saw at the show, man, and, mm -hmm. and of the things that I'm just kind of absorbing through the people like Doom and Final Fantasy, mm -hmm. like yeah. this gen is going to wrap up with a bang. It's yeah. just we're we're, we're going to see some really exciting stuff Definitely. coming. I think like you know really looking at it because everybody's like, oh, it was a weird E3, you know, it was an underwhelming E3, or this, that, or that. And it was everything was good, but it really shows how spoiled we all are. Yep. Right? <laughs> yeah, oh, and man. I mean, I'm just like, <laughs> oh, yeah. and I don't even mean like spoiled rotten. Oh, I just yeah, mean yeah. like of how good games are, Absolutely. and like mm -hmm. literally yeah. where like you, I think we talked about. It, right, where it's like you look at the Nintendo Direct and you think back and compare that to anything. And like, think about what Microsoft's doing. It's like they there's 60 games at Microsoft, yeah. right? There's all these games at Nintendo, and it's like we're just being like, man, it wasn't it, it didn't blow my hair. I already knew that was gonna oh, that's been rumored mm -hmm. forever, blah blah. That leaked. It's just like, yeah. The more I think back on the press conferences, the more all of them, most of them, I actually really like them a lot more than I think I was talking to you about this. Is like it was so hot in San Francisco, yeah, yeah, yeah. like didn't have ACs. Like I was so much more tired than I would have wanted to be. Because yeah, yeah. um, I love reacting to the press conferences. Like I yeah. love watching it. I love like seeing the production, seeing everything they put together. And it's like this year felt off. And like it, it wasn't because the C three was worse. It was just like I feel like I had some personal shit where I was bringing into it. Sure. It was just hot. Yeah, I couldn't yeah, yeah. handle it, so I was more tired. So, like, I was watching our live reactions to the Nintendo thing, and I'm like, "That's how I reacted to Zelda? Yeah, what? Yeah. Like, that's crazy!" But that was a weird trailer, though. Really weird trailer. But it was awesome. I love how they did that. I that was all I'd want to see from that game. Right now, I don't oh, sure. need to see more. Right now, there's. It leaves you with questions. Just leave me the logo at the end, though, rather than just like this. We'll it was make, a weird we'll sentence. A sequel to Breath of the Wild. And I felt no, it okay. missed. One of the things mm -hmm. that Keanu, one of the things, the reason that hit so well with Keanu is he sat down. Mm -hmm. You know, that it was like, we got to do this. And you're like, oh, I have a little AI. For, oh, my God. Like, it yeah. just, <laughs> there was the second you didn't know, and then the second you knew. Yeah, and yeah. Zelda was like, they started bringing in more people as it went on. So, like, I imagine there was some fan out there in, like, you know, Illinois who literally just saw, like, a green thing and was like, yes. You know, like, well, no, but that's, and I, they knew right away. I like that, And then, like, though. the rest of it, I, I think it's neat, but I think it just, it, it, it's still, when you talk about reactions, specifically yeah, yeah, yeah. the, <gasps> you know, oh, and so, like, there wasn't a we one all kind of hit at different moments. Like, Ben knew, and then Damiani nodded, and then the rest of us knew, so there wasn't that, because, like, you can literally hit the frame where all of us are like, what were we talking <laughs> Like on Keanu, yeah, like simultaneously, like we just jump out. Same thing with Resident Evil 7, just, yeah, <gasps> yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think it, I, I would have loved if it was like really mysterious and obtuse, and then there they are. You know, like yeah. you, there's not the like, oh, what's that animal? Oh, the hair, and okay, you know. No, I, I get just, that. And with the title screen they showed, the mountain development, like that, that is weird. Like, just I didn't call Breath of the Wild 2. But just showing the gameplay, or showing the game, not gameplay. I enjoyed that now we know it's like, okay, it's a very dark game. It looks just like Breath of the Wild. It looks like it's still in the same world. Is Zelda also playable? Is there, it's like, there's questions that I'm happy I don't have the answer sure. to right yeah, now. Yeah, and I actually oh, said yeah. on GameSpot, I wish there were more clues, and that was off base. There's tons of clues there's in there. They, so they, they, the hieroglyphics on the wall. Yeah, like, so cool. There's a lot of stuff to, to the hand, and you mm -hmm. know, like, um, like well, I guess we're all assuming that's Ganon, but we don't really I know. know, you know and that's so. exciting, man. Yeah. I love that. But, but anyways. Anything else? 
We covered I, about 20% of E3. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I really just miss all the big boys, the big three being in the same hall. Mm. I really miss it, man. I feel like a lot of the excitement is just kind of gone. Like, I feel like there was like a, a level of excitement that was like far beyond anything when they're all three in the same hall. It feels like you're in the middle of their war kind of going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's nothing like it. And I just feel like EA's gone out too. I just miss everyone being in the same area together. Everyone's just spread out and it's just like annoying. I don't want to go to Microsoft to walk away. Like I wouldn't go to EA Play unless you did it for something. Like I wouldn't go on my own. I just miss them all being there. Yeah. It makes it feel like E3 itself is less special. People are just trying to do their own thing, which is cool. I don't mind, but I just wish E3 everyone would just come back together for this one thing. There's also like Bowser being at the Lego thing that you yeah. saw. You know, it was like cool. it's fun. I, and I talked to some people, some fans that were like, "Oh, I saw this game," and like you'll never guess who was sitting next to me or who I just like. Kojima just like walked. I love by. those They're moments, like, man. You know, they. I mean, was Kojima there? No, no, no he, he was tweeted there. about he, it. He, he was there. Yeah. So, um, but it, it, it's I love that vibe too. Where it's, I've been at appointments sometimes and I've seen people walk in and just be like, "Hey, like." We're excited. At we're also making an RPG, and this looks great. You yeah, know, that's so, so cool. It's a bummer to think of everyone so separate that we, you don't get those opportunities to. My uh, to first just, E3, just step, step, step. Go check it out. Ten years ago mm-hmm. was uh, the debut of Connect, and <laughs> me and Alfredo were in line waiting to play Connect. And back then, like I mean, we all know how it turned out, but it was like that was exciting technology. Yeah, totally. Where it was like, oh my god, Skills. like you can actually do. Yeah. Oh god. Um, but like Dance Central was happening or whatever, and uh, we were waiting in line to play it, and we were about to be next. And we got cut off. And we're like, who's, who's about to be huh. taking this? Miyamoto. Yeah. And it's just like, this is the coolest moment ever. Yeah. We just got to so watch cool. him do Dance Central. <laughs> and it's it's like, rad. This is so funny. But like, I love stuff like that. Yeah. Like, that is the power of, of E3. E3 the yeah, just seems so. so one must wonder with the with next gen on the horizon if like their Sony's like, all right. Oh, we'll come yeah. back. We got a console. They'll be so. back. I think. They'll be back. I think. Begrudgingly, like Sean Layden. I don't know. I, don't know. I, 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 I think it's fifty-fifty. I, I think it's fifty-fifty to whether they look at what just happened and they're like, "We made the right." I, that's the thing too is we just don't know internally. Like their call was, like, "We don't think we have that much to show, right?" Right. And then you get there and everybody's like, "It's kind of a middling E3." So was it that? And then it's, and then everybody's like, "I miss Sony." It's exactly what I said was going to happen, right? Where if this E3 didn't deliver, people would be like, "I miss Sony," and that seems yeah. to be the conversation. So like. We heard you, and we're back. PSX 2019, let's talk about PS5. Oh, let's do I something. You know, yeah, me too. And so, like, that, then just more state of place. I don't know. I yeah. I want to see everybody back together. Yeah. I love E3 being the thing. Yeah. But I don't know if it can be anymore. Yeah. yeah. I'm nervous about the next state of play, because... Remake in the last one, so people are gonna be like, See, "All right, more oh, remake. Here we go." Yeah, I'm yeah. so excited about State of Play. Like, I feel like we just need maybe three more of them, and then I think everyone's gonna understand what these things can be. They're not all gonna have Final Fantasy VII remake, but some of them will. I and yes, that's yeah. the exciting thing. Is like one day we're gonna see it, it's like, "Oh my God, Horizon Two's a game." Yeah, and like that's gonna be such a moment. Yeah, Last of Us Two. We'll see more of that Ghost of Tsushima. We'll see like more. Yeah. Of that. Directs, I think, have done a really good job, though, of like letting you know ahead of this is just a Pokemon Direct. Yeah. This is this direct's only gonna be ten minutes long. Well, like, oh, okay. And I think from one state of play to the other, formats. it felt like they did learn a little bit because didn't they do a the first state of play? Sound effect oh yeah, the, beginning? the yeah, very yeah, beginning yeah. they did the menu. And yeah. a, and they did say what they didn't do with the first state of play. They said how long it was going to be. So mm-hmm. I was like, got it. Okay. Yeah. Twelve minutes. I'm set. I can. Yeah. I know my expectations. Where can people find you, Brandon? Here. You're in the Nexus. Oh my God! But where could they? They can't come here. 
you can go, yeah, you just you just type in Easy Allies into your browser of choice. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, just like kind of funny, go to patreon.com slash easy allies if you want to financially support us. Um, if you're considering possibly taking investments out of other, you know, crowdfunding operations. And, no, that's and, no, and that you can, no, no, put them in both. You can both. do, you're just, well, wait, yeah, but I mean, like, you know, if you're spending $5 on one thing, maybe just, just do a dollar and then take those four, you know, <laughs> consider no else. clip, Man, consider easy yeah. allies. Yeah. 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 time, guys. Uh, <laughs> Easyallies.com, youtube.com slash easy allies. Um, but uh, Patreon's fun because you just learn more about us. Yeah, you know, that's yeah, like man. one of the main ways I sell it. Is just like if you're if you're like I ain't giving you money, like at least check it out just to yeah. Of course. When, it, when I put up a review, I'll write a little blog, and you know it's always nice to just get like a little little more info, some mm -hmm. exclusive stuff. Check nice. It. Where can people find you, Brad, on Twitter? Same place. Also Bradley Ellis eighty seven. That's where you can find me on Twitter. There you go. Yeah. Thank you guys for allowing us to use the studio. That was a lot Thanks of fun. Oh, yeah, quick, quick shout out to Elden Ring. Oh, yeah. Ooh, nice. Good shout out, baby. Yeah. They didn't show much, but like. George Railroad Martin. George, George Railroad Martin, baby. All right, guys. About. I love you.